This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello, web slingers. Welcome to another episode of... Zing this. On this episode, we are going to be covering the Spider-Man 2, the second movie in the Sam Raimi trilogy. You've got me, Dr. Zinger Zingtavius. And you've got me, Aunt Ellie. And we are joined by a very special guest, the nerd himself. What's up, guys? I'm so happy to be zinging this with you guys. I love zinging to zing. Uh, (laughs) Always a good time on the show. Uh, my Spider-Man name, guy, yours was really good. Actually, singer, good alliteration. Thank you. <laughs> it's very hard, and I didn't find anything that rhymes my name, but from here on in, I want to be called uh, Toby McGuire's Scrunchy Face. That's yes. Be my name. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we today are going to be discussing the Spider-Man, the 2004 Spider-Man 2, and they're actually, me and Ellie discovered something in watching this, and it led to a very interesting question. Um, we actually discovered that there is a theatrical and extended version. Now, the difference between these two, I don't know scene for scene, per se, but the time difference is 127 minutes for the theatrical versus 136 minutes for the extended. That's a lot of minutes. That's a lot of minutes. It is is a lot of minutes, and I think, but we're going to, of course, get into our top three and all that stuff, but beforehand... I don't think there's anything drastically different enough from the two of them to make it a complete... It's it's not like Return of the King extended cut versus regular cut or like Watchmen to where it it just breaks up the pacing, I feel, except yeah. for there is one scene that I can guarantee you was not in the theatrical <laughs> cut. And well, I, I, will, think, yeah. I will let you guess at what this is, sir, because we were talking before we started recording and you seem to have an idea of what this scene might possibly be. Well, you know, well, first of all, for the listener, I realize it's probably a little bit confusing. I never said my real name. It's oh. Imran. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, the nerd from the Jock and Nerd podcast, and I love this movie. And yet, I have not seen the extended cut. Uh, I wasn't able to get around to watching that, but I know, I've read a little bit about it, and I know this, I've seen this one image of this one scene that sticks out, where I was like, that was not in the movie, and that looks hilarious. Well, what it? Well, what do you think it is, sir? Is it uh, J. Jonah Jameson trying on the Spider-Man? Oh suit my God! In no, his office, not just trying it on, oh. but jumping on his desk and acting yes. like he's Spider-Man. It is. He's, oh man, <laughs> he's I love doing it. the pose. He's doing the the web spinning, the web flipping mm-hmm. hand pose. I thought so. That's yes. fantastic. There, like, like I said, there's a few other things that I feel are there that they're like just extended versions of certain scenes, but that one was one that I'm like, I've never seen this before. And this is just awesome, because once again, I know this is probably going to be an ongoing theme through all three of these. J. Jonah Jameson, <laughs> amazingly cast, great job all around okay. by him. So well, let, me, let me ask you this, how does this affect the overall pacing of the movie? Because for, uh, in my opinion, this movie, it's like the uh, best paced superhero movie you could ever have. It never drags, it's constantly moving, you are invested in all the parallel plot lines. And I don't know if I w- adding things... It may uh, mess it up a little. That particular scene was was in a right point for it. Though, I mean, we're talking about nine minutes, which doesn't seem like that much, but in a movie, that can make a huge difference. I feel it does extend certain scenes out to where it might break up the pacing slightly. But the J. Jonah James scene is solid and does not you, you you disagree Ellie? Oh no no I'm 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 like yes it's, okay, I, I okay. was like yes it's awesome I Listen, don't know you never you never cut JK Simmons what are no. you doing who made this decision oh, well, <laughs> leave and, it all in and I think it makes the scene when Spider-Man you know takes the suit back yeah. I think that makes it more enjoyable too cuz you know he he's really pained by the fact that he doesn't have this suit it's, it's anymore not, it's <laughs> not just a trophy <laughs> for yeah. him it's it's yeah. it's his Oh, it's it's five o'clock and I'm still here. I mean, time he, to get my Spider-Man outfit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he probably already called all his friends and said, "Dude, I know what I'm dressing up for for San Diego Comic Con next year." You know, and it just took all of that away from him. So he's very distraught. All right, so 
so yeah, so so there is two cuts. I, like I said, I don't think that I don't minus that one scene. I don't think it's gonna have a parameter on anything else. Okay. So I guess let's get into our top three scenes, moments, or things. I guess because now now we're, we're we keep elaborating on the concept of these top three things. So um, I say we let our guest go first. Yeah. Alrighty, and man, top three is hard because I love. There's so many things this movie does right, and I'm sure you guys will mention some of them. If not, don't worry, I'll fill it in later. But I'm gonna <laughs> pick three wacky, random things. My number three uh, has to be the elevator scene. Uh, just the the comedy with Hal Sparks and where his powers run out, and he's just awkwardly standing there, and even him delivering the line where you're like. Yeah, it kind of rides up in the crotch. Like it's it's so <laughs> goofy and quirky and Sam Raimi, but perfect Spider-Man at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that elevator scene. That's my number three. Number two, then uh, I'm gonna go with uh, James Franco double slap, male on male slap in the face <laughs> in the middle of a party. Again, very shocking. I, I, when that happened, I was like. Well, he just smacked the crap out of him in front of everybody. Uh, so I don't. I love that. That sticks out. And then my first, my favorite, number one, it's just going to be the way Sam Raimi, his passion and love for this character and how he brings a comic book to life. In so many cases, you see him, whether he's swinging through the city, like he hits poses that I know what exact issue, what panel, what artist he got that from. Uh, he recreated the panel where he throws away his suit and Spider-Man no more, another iconic panel, and he just... Uh, loves this character and you get it and it's a perfect match so I just think it's the larger than life I mean when I saw them battling falling down the building Doc Ock and Spider-Man I'm like this that's a comic book come to life right there mm-hmm. it's a comic book panel it's amazing I could have been more happy so there's my three alright Ellie do you want to anchor this one or do you want to go next it does not matter to me alright I will go next because I okay. remembered I anchored the one the last time okay. so I will go next we have my two honorable mentions of Bruce Campbell's character right. and the fact that it's directed by Sam Raimi. Thank yep. you, Phil, for allowing me to continue that throughout the entire trilogy <laughs> uh. that I can have that as an honorable addition to my list. I think you got to add his car also because that yes. is the, the other uh, common thing in all his movies, Bruce Campbell and his car. Yes, and I, I think I pointed out every time it was on scene in, in the yeah. scene this, this, yeah. for this movie. I was like, hey, there's the car. It's Uncle Ben's you car did. in the movie. Yep. Yep. You did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So no particular order with mine. And I'm just going to start off with this one because it's already been mentioned. The Spider-Man No More. Just yeah. the that scene where he's walking away and his, um, his Spidey outfit is in the trash can exactly posed the same way as it is in that cover. I just thought that was just so well done. So that 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 is one that, that we cross over with right there. Um, Don't you guys think that whole thing is also like an analogy to like performance anxiety and like male impotency <laughs> in a weird way? We'll get into like, that. <laughs> I always thought that was kind of odd. <laughs> we will definitely get into his powers and everything like that fluctuating, I'm sure, later. Um, the train fight. I oh, thought yes. it, all, all the choreography and fighting in this movie was great, but I think the train fight was just so well done. And it edged out the fight on on the building, the well, the two fights on the buildings, but the yeah. one with the clock tower, yeah, I thought was great. But I actually that led into it. But but but, but, but the train scene, everything about the train scene from him finding Doc Ock to him saving them to basically the city basically coming and being like, no, you, we're we're gonna stop you. And yes. we, we and all we'll saw how that, your- yeah. Well, keep your secret. Funny story. I'm in, I'm in Chicago, and I believe that a lot of that scene was filmed here because uh, New York doesn't really have elevated train tracks. Do no, they? they don't. I don't <laughs> think they do. That doesn't exist. But over here, they shot a lot of the L, and I thought that was really cool. Awesome. And my, my I guess my number one or my top one, the surgery scene is super Sam Raimi. Yeah. It's super, like, just really comic booky, especially when it, you know, did the different each arm had the different camera so you could see different stuff and just it was just so oddly thrown in there too this the, these movies have a weird horror aspect at points and yeah, that was yep. that, that that was a good one for that and I, I just enjoyed that horror and, and heart and empathy like so well Sam Raimi does he does all right Ellie you're up all right i am the same with you i love the train scene mm mm-hmm. mhm um, it's amazing, and I 
I I was a dork, and you know, in the end, where he has the mask off, and he's like, oh, oh, crap, my mask isn't on yeah. anymore, and, and everybody's, like you said, they're like, we got you, kind of thing. I thought that was really cool and inspirational, because um, he's so beaten up in this movie, and really feels like nobody wants him anymore, and why yeah. is he doing this? So I, I thought it was neat for him to kind of get that little bit of confidence oh. back in that scene. Um, Aunt May... I love her little inspirational scene that yes. she does in the end and talks about the boy and that's mm-hmm. what he wants yes. to grow up as. I love that scene a lot. Um, and it kind of kind of gives him a, a little bit more focus on, you know, why was I being that way? I got to get back to what I'm supposed to be doing. So it, it kind of inspired him. I thought that was great. And if we're going to talk about extras... I mean, Joel McHale as the banker. That was oh, yeah. that was yeah. a great one that I... <laughs> I was so excited. These movies, I've noticed, I mean, maybe it's because we're watching them, what, 10, 15 yeah. years later almost? I had, 10 years I later. completely forgot that him... There's a lot of people in, this movie, Bones, in these movies. Bones yeah. was that lady in the receptionist's office. And oh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to give you credit for this, Ellie. Yes. I'm going to give you credit for this yes. one. In the train scene, yes. Bill Lamar... <laughs> The voice of Hermes Comrade, John Stewart, Amazing and man. Samurai Jack, as well as a Amazing. ton of other from Mad TV Philemon. Yes, in there? It, yes, yeah. he is in that scene as just somebody standing around in the background, and Ellie. Well, picked yeah. that one out. Well, because we're sitting there watching it, we like to watch the movies together, and for, for some of them, some yeah, of them. some of them, so we can kind of. Well, I think the ones that are already out, the yeah. movie theaters, we usually watch them separate, but um, we're sitting there watching it, and I'm like. I'm looking at him, and then he he's kind of like pops in another scene, and I'm like, Justin, is that Phil Lamar? And you're like, Are you sure? I'm like, I think it is Phil Lamar. So I looked it up, and lo and behold, yeah, it was Phil Lamar. It's awesome. Also, it's I awesome. love uh, Asif Manvi as the uh, guy who owns the pizza place mm-hmm. in the beginning. Oh yeah, he's on the the Daily Show. He's hilarious. And then who plays Betty Brandt? Isn't that Elizabeth Banks? Uh, I'm trying to find. The lady that plays Betty Brandt is also someone. Uh, I had it pulled up. I can't. I'm in here. I don't see it. Miss Brandt, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks is playing Betty Brandt, the secretary at uh, the newspaper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking, for some reason, I went back to, I'm like, wait a second, is that Bones again? I just don't remember the actress's name, and I'm like, and then no. Daniel Day Kim is in this, too, apparently. Jesus, Mm -hmm. Hal Sparks, Joel McHale. Yeah, what a crazy uh, extra cast. I know, it's awesome. And the previous movie had a few others, too, that were just random people, and I guess. Jim Norton, Jim Norton and, like, Lucy Lawless are in that one, when Mm -hmm. they do the clips where they're talking about Spider-Man. Yep, and I'm sure when we get to. The third one next month will probably have a few more that we were shocked to find out were in that movie. But focusing on Spider-Man 2, okay, so those are our top three moments. Um, Emron, do you want to go over the a quick overview of the plot for us uh, as our next sh- thing? Sure. Uh, and I got to mention, like, uh, the amazing... Let's start with the opening credits. Yes. Uh, and, oh, painted yes. by legendary comic book illustrator Alex Ross... And what a great way to recap the first movie during the credits. Everyone's caught up. You almost don't even need to see that movie. You can yes. just watch the opening <laughs> credits. And you're like, all right, I get it. I'm in, which is why I love sequels. Um, and it starts with, I love this analogy of Peter, Mary Jane always kind of watching Peter, whether it's like through billboards or actually at the theater. Like there's always this looming Mary Jane watching Peter. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, it, they do the beginning where it's the great Parker Luck. Uh, he's got to deliver pizzas in half an hour. Uh, he tries to do it as a Spider-Man. Doesn't happen. Loses his job. Misses class. Uh, excellent. This is so Peter Parker. This is why I love these Sam Raimi movies. Because they really get that right. He's poor. He's got money problems. Uh, and uh, Harry Osborn is now in charge of Osborn Industries. Peter, one of Peter's heroes, is Dr. Otto Octavius, who's got a demo that he's going to attend. Harry's there, uh, and he's creating fusion. And uh, let, let me just say, uh, Alfred Molina, the perfect Dr. Octopus. You can't do this character again. I don't know. You can't use him again because this is the perfect Doc Ock. He's amazing. Uh, he's creating the power of the sun in the palm of his hands. And, of course, things go sideways. Uh, Sp- Spider-Man's got to show up uh, and save 
uh, Harry Osborn, and instead of saying thank you, he's like, this changes nothing. <laughs> so mean in this movie. Uh, and uh, the, he, he, he ends up stopping the explosion, but Doc Ock's wife gets killed. He's down, and then we get that great scene in the hospital, which is like Evil Dead meets Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, where the inhibitor chip is broken, and uh, Doc... Doc is on his own, and now he's like, uh, these things are talking to him. And these animated arms that are practical animated arms, the way they did it is so amazing. They each have a personality. Like, you can see it clearly. They each have their own little personality just from their movements. They talk him into rebuilding this thing because he's like, I was right. It was working. And he proceeds to go and rob a bank where you meet Joel McHale and uh, <laughs> Aunt May. And even Aunt May always uh, being the, the, the proper... Uh, you know, law-abiding citizen smacks Joel McHale's hand when he tries to steal some gold. Yes. Uh, so, fight ensues, but the whole time, Peter is uh, having these moments of doubt. You know, he goes to the doctor. He's like, I can't. His, his web his web shooting stops working in the middle. And, you know, what Raimi does good is, like, these hits and, and all the choreography, they're, like, brutal hits. Mm -hmm. Like, it's played for a gag, He's but he's bouncing off a car off a dumpster and it looks like it really hurts you're like yeah. oh my oh, gosh. gosh yeah yeah like he didn't it doesn't need to be that brutal but he amps it up and you feel it uh and peter uh, realizes like if i'm not spider-man my life is better i can tell mary jane i love her his relationship problems go away he ditches the costume uh and for a while he's walking on sunshine <laughs> answering <laughs> questions everything's hunky-dory he's passing up muggings uh, and, uh, and then I got to bring up one thing. So the scene in the fire, remember, and this is, gets a little repetitive. They did a fire building, the scene in the fire where he tries to save the girl. He doesn't have powers. Yeah. He makes the jump. He throws the girl up there. And then am I reading this right? The little four-year-old girl helps him up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ellie, Ellie actually said the same thing to <laughs> like, me what? when we were watching it. She's like, is the kid, is the kid actually helping him? Like, is she really helping him? <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen this movie in a while, and I rewatched it, and so a couple of things really stuck out this time. Like that kid just pulled up a grown man. Okay, whatever. Uh, it's a movie. Um, and uh, what then? What happens? Somebody help me out with the rest of it. Oh, um, he gets his. He decides to get his. You know, get his mojo back and become Spider Man again because he's like the the city needs me. Basically, Harry. Basically pays off Doc Ock to go get Peter, which like then for leaves... Trillium. Yes, for the unob unobtainium of this movie. But, yes. but don't don't hurt Peter, though. Don't hurt Peter, but <laughs> chuck a car at him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Throw him into a wall. Nowhere. Yeah, that's an amazing... But that is an amazing scene. You know, you see his spider sense, mm -hmm. and, and that's when he comes back. And uh, how menacing is Molino? And he's like, you show up or I will peel the flesh from her boat. Is, okay, <laughs> is... is like, man... Is, right. is that the scene where they kept on having the bump, bump, bump after the car yep, came yep. in? It kept zooming. Yep. And it in, zooms in. in, in. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. that's a that's a very Sam Raimi shot very for me. Very Sam Raimi shot. That's his style all over it. But it works so well. Uh, and then, uh, so Peter, yeah, Peter ends up finding uh, the uh, warehouse where they're staying. And, of course, the thing gets too big and blows up. And Doc Ock finally comes to his senses and decides to take it down. Do the right thing. And that, and it's another thing that I hate that these movies do, and they did it with the first one, even though it wasn't the comics, is they keep they keep killing a great villain. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought the same thing in Batman 89. I was like, why did why are you killing the Joker? Just put him in Arkham. You can use him again in three movies. Uh, why do they need to? It's probably con contractual with the, the stars, but I always hate that because he was an am amazing bad guy. And oh. then uh, uh, MJ leaves... Jameson's son at the altar. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, for her true love. And uh, she gets it. So uh, I think that's the, the, the most of the plot. I, I, I mean, like, like I said, quick overview. So, I mean, that, that works. And um, now what we move into is, of course, discussing the plot, the movie, kind of in generalizations here. And we kind of already started picking at it a little bit as, as we were discussing it. Um the other thing that I did like is Willem Dafoe's short return at the very end of the movie yes, to Aegon yeah. Harry, which yeah. I thought was a great callback. And this is how you set up, you know, multiple characters. And really, yes. if you think about the third movie, it would have been great had he not been forced to shove in the symbiote. And yeah. building to something really good. Also, 
I'm, I'm going to say this now because, I mean, obviously we know where this goes. Kirk Connors. Yes. Field like it felt like a complete missed opportunity. They, yes. they, they, they were weaving it in there enough to where it was going to go somewhere. But of course, I don't think. I mean, obviously, they weren't going to get another movie after three. Well, they started on a new movie, but it kind of fell through. But they, it was it was one of those missed opportunities. I feel from this series was Kurt Connors. Absolutely, you had him being in there. Yeah, you had him established. He's a great actor, and really, all he got was like uh, he's got one arm, and they didn't allude to any of it. Nope, <laughs> like not even a little bit. Nope, and it's been a while since I've seen three, so I don't know if they continue to build him up more. I feel like they do. I think they mentioned him. For those that don't know, he becomes the lizard uh, in Spider-Man lore, and it's another great personal villain, which is, uh, you know, Spider-Man's amazing rogue rogue gallery of villains. They're all kind of personal and connected and uh, multidimensional, really. They're not just, like, straight-out bad guys who want to take over the world, usually. Yes, and, and no, I mean, I think Doc Ock in this movie was a great villain to have. I think the way he was done in this movie was great. Um, they did a really good job, I think, for the most part, with the four ex, the four arms, and a lot of the choreography with that, and making you know it seem like he was like in the you know the scenes and everything worked with with it. I feel personally, again, he he moved like what I imagined he would move like when I would read, but I was reading the comic book. Mm-hmm. I was like, that, that's it. That's exactly it. Do you have anything before we get, get, get really trucking? I, I just don't want to talk over you, Allie. No, you're good. All right, cool. Um, no, I mean, okay, so the losing... Okay, for, I, I, I have like 20 things going off in my head right now, so I'm going to focus in on one of them. All right. How did this movie age for everyone? This is something I'm going to ask in every one of these because it's probably been five plus years for everyone and for seeing question. these. Yeah, so, yeah. with the development of modern comic book movies, where we've seen stuff gone, how do looking back at these do these look back with a silver lining to them, or are they still perfect in every way, shape, and form for you guys, or somewhere in between? Um. Well, for me. When you go back and watch it now, mm-hmm. I mean, you can clearly tell it was older. Yeah. Just some of the scenes with Doc Ock and Spider-Man. Fighting. Uh, it looked like that, something out of a video like, game. It looks like, a, you know, one of those floppy dolls. Yeah. Kinda, a little rubbery. Yes. A little rubbery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, once again, though, when you sit there and think about when it came out, you know, for the time it was great. Yes. It's just yeah. looking at it now, obviously, it looks a little dated. But other than that, though, I still it was still a very, very, very enjoyable watch. All right. How about you, sir? So, for a long time, I've considered this one of the greatest superhero genre movies ever. Everything they did was uh, perfect. Uh, and, and when it came out, I think you can argue that since, like, Superman 79, that's not one movie, it wasn't that perfect. Now, watching it again... I'm going to say, I don't know if it's number one. I, it's still top five to me. But uh, the part of the reason is we've had some great, really great movies come out in the past few years. It's crowding that top five spot <laughs> in my head. But the other part of the reason is there's a couple of things that stuck out that I'm like, like, for example, my name that I chose. <laughs> Toby Maguire's scrunchy face really <laughs> bugged me when I watched this movie just recently. I was like, oh, my God. Why? Have you seen yourself in the mirror? Have you? Did you rehearse this? And do you know what you look like sometimes <laughs> when you are uh, either pissed or sad or crying? It's kind of the same look for all of those. Uh, but uh, aside from that, man, I still hold this movie very high regard, and I still think they, they did so many things well. This is a great example of what, you know one villain, one uh, a focused storyline, parallel plot lines that, that pay off, and the pacing is just perfect. You're never bored. Like It moves exactly when it should. It goes to the next scene exactly when it should, and it's, and it's just the balance of uh, heart and goofiness and frighteningness and action. Uh, it's just a perfect mixture. Like uh, I, I, Sam Raimi just nailed this one. I, so I still think it's top five. All right, time for the unpopular opinion time. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I, I I do agree that this is normally hailed as one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. When it came out, and it still is, I know, mentioned on a lot of people's list to this day, definitely, if you have a top five list, it would rank probably in the top three, if not number one on a lot of people's list. Mm-hmm. This is one I went into with the same thing of, you know, this this is, I remember this movie very fondly. 
I, I walked away from it watching it this time to where I do feel the same way to where it would probably go into a top 10. I, I'd say top 10 for me or top five. Okay. It just depends okay. on my mood that yeah. week. Yeah. And it's kind of, like I said, I, I, I think the only thing that really bothered me about this movie, aside from the fact of stuff I will point out that bothered me through the entire trilogy, is he wasn't as quippy in this one. Spider-Man well, wasn't yes. very quippy. Yes. Yes. Which kind of, I don't know if I'm just used to that, or I just kind of really liked it when we rewatched the first one. I think that that had part to do with him losing his confidence, though. I, I will definitely agree with you on that. This is more of a darker tone without going, like, <clears throat> full emo haircut. Um, oh, God, don't start. We, we, have, we, <laughs> we have a little bit before we have to talk about that. <laughs> but, no, I mean, it's it's just Shooting that. guns at people? Come on, you know like that? <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> that kind of bothered me. It was it was just I didn't feel he was as quippy. This is still a great movie, still a great storyline. So I think that so that I agree totally agree with that. And in fact, the whole trilogy, this version of Spider-Man comes so damn close. That is the one thing that it was missing in the whole all the three movies is we 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 got Peter Parker's bad luck and his money problems and his nerdiness and his schoolboy nature. But we didn't get Spider-Man being a smartass and being a quippy. They did that a little bit more with the Andrew Garfield movies, but it was missing all the good stuff that this Peter Parker had. <laughs> so, like, no one's nailed it completely, I don't think. But I, I totally agree. That's the only thing missing. They just did a Spider-Man that doesn't tell a lot of jokes. That's all. And and that's the thing. I mean, it was one of those things to where I always read Spider-Man when I was younger as this nerdy kid who had a mask to hide behind so he yeah. could be quippy and crack jokes all and the that time was his, yeah it was his defense mechanism for being mm -hmm. scared and yes. like not knowing what he's doing really so <laughs> that's that's something i missed out of this movie i mean there, there's a few here and there in this one but it's he's it's very it's taken more seriously i feel so yeah. that's that's my my little throwing a throwing a tiny stone at the statue that is this movie in comic book of course mythos um my other thing, and this is something that I will probably continue on with this whole movie for, once again, I don't like Mary Jane in this. I will also agree with you with that. Uh, I, I, I think I'm just going to keep going with this because no one argues with me. No, she was, look, she was, I think she was miscast in the beginning. Uh, you don't get that she's a party girl that secretly has like a lot of family abusive dad issues. And the reason her party girl is her defense of hiding everything. Uh, but th this is just this is a different. This is not. This is a different Mary J. Watson. She's just an actress. It is. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I and I said this in the last one. And I'll probably say it in the third one too. Um, El Ellie, I feel is waiting for a moment to strike at me. I'm listening. I I, I, I feel you're 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 building a a counter. I have a fantastic poker face. Anyways, so correct me if I'm wrong, sir, but did you always read Mary Jane as an overly confident individual that would never question herself or her abilities to be herself? Absolutely. She's a go-getter. She thinks she's the best thing in the room, and uh, she's not shy, and she she's super confident. And a lot of that also, I think, is the defense, uh, or is just a self-defense from you know her upbringing. Uh, look, Kristen Dunst did a really good job of what she was given in this role. It's not I, I don't have anything against her performance. Uh, I thought she did better in the second movie than the first movie. She's fine, perfectly capable. She did a good job. I just think the whole, the way they wrote her is just was off. Yeah. I mean, once again, I will continue the hashtag, not my Mary Jane. <laughs> All right, Ellie, are you going to let loose now? No, I mean, I, I've never said I like, I don't really care for her as an actress anyway but ooh, ellie taking whoa. a hard cut no I mean, it's just she's just not my my style but when i i agree with you i i don't think she is a good mary jane and but i, I do agree with you guys too to where she was working with what she got yeah so you know you can only do so much with what you're given but what i you know when we discuss spider-man blue Yes. She's yeah, extremely yeah. confident in that one. Overly yep. confident, yes. even. Yep. Um, yep. And and I, every time I think of Mary Jane, I always go back to that scene where she's sitting, is it the couch or a bed, and she's got that tank top with the um, the face of Spider-Man on it. The Spider-Man tank top, Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's, that's her. She's so beautiful. She's so yeah. just, 
sexy like that's that kind of image is what i think of as mary jane so i i agree with you totally i mean mary jane should be way above uh peter parker's league like, yeah. that's the point because you're like why does she like peter parker uh <laughs> she can have anybody she wants and uh they really come across with the kristen dunst uh tubby mcguire relationship there yes so yeah I, like, like i said i'm sure i'll bring this up in three as well in that too, to just kind of reiterate the I, way to beat a dead horse. I, I'm gonna <laughs> keep going at it because it's something that, like, like I said, I mean, is it her fault all all around? No. Is it something that they could have fixed? I, I, they they kind of let that ship sail early on in this, so I don't think there was any way to write Mary Jane's course in these movies to be the character that I envisioned from the comics. But once again. That's me just kind of being a super fanboy here and being like, it's not exactly yeah. what I want it. Right. Uh, I didn't want to bring it up, but Homecoming, the 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 little bit we got to see of the quote-unquote Mary Jane character in that, I'm kind of fine with, with them going a completely different direction in that regard. But that's not, don't, uh, that's not MJ. She, I, I know, it still isn't. Somebody else. It that still isn't. I was going to say, I'm not agreeing with you on that. I liked but that's the thing. I didn't. But... I didn't know she was Mary Jane the entire movie until the very end. So then I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay." That it softened the blow. It oh. softened the blow of that See, hit. I, I honestly don't think. I think that's them like uh, playing with us. I think they're trolling us little. I think they can still introduce an actual Mary Jane. That's not MJ. That's just another fun character. That's uh, part of Peter's life. I loved uh, Zendaya in that role. Like she was great. Her lines were great. Uh, but she's just Michelle. It's somebody else. All right, I I just I just wanted to throw that in there. Of this is another one where they did it differently, but I think they softened the blow by having it come at the end to be like, oh. I think they might have done that too, um, as like um, test the waters. Oh yes, yes. 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 I think that's yes. more what it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, I guess impact on the series and impact on culture. We kind of already discussed vaguely. <laughs> Like, this movie is hailed, in a lot of people's opinion, as one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. Yeah, Impact on the series, I guess it's safe to say this was the last good Spider-Man movie. I mean, in, the best in, of the three Sam yeah. Raimi ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, I was like... about to say, in the, in the Sam Raimi trilogy, you don't <laughs> yeah. know this watching it when you originally did. True, but right. true. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and I mean, we'll we'll see how we feel about that one in a month. But. And, and you got to remember the, the 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 good nature and the 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 good feelings people got from this led to Spider Man 3's box office being the top superhero earner for many many years mm -hmm. until just recently. Uh, even though that movie is kind of a train wreck, but you know, uh, it what it had going for it at the time was amazing hype, and it made all the monies. When this movie really deserved uh, all that money. <laughs> and all the hype as and well. all the hype yeah um but i mean like i said we already discussed culture and stuff um once again i do i'm kind of going back to just a few little random notes i took spider-man costume once again i i i enjoy the control over the eyes they have now but due to the limitations of technology i understand and this still works for the time it was because mm -hmm. As I said before, and I'll say again, our alternative could have been him in some random, weird black leather outfit like the X Men. Yeah. Were in. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. I like <laughs> it. I mean, they, they did. They, you know, they improved on it a little bit. An amazing Spider Man, but for the time, yeah, the ra the raised webbing was also always kind of weird. I I got used to it, and then his eyes got a little bit weird, pointy. But uh, the whole time, the nerd in me is thinking like. How did this Peter Parker make this goddamn costume? This looks like it was made at NASA with uh, crazy materials. <laughs> How is it possible? He oh, and he can draw really well too. That's convenient. Uh, so, stuff like that. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I did pick on, but uh, the raised webbing was was a really cool look uh, for the time. All right, you. I mean, obviously, we we continue to have you on for any time we do Spider Man stuff. It seems, <laughs> yes. and when when we did when we were conceptualizing the idea of doing the trilogy, we we, we gave you first pick over what movie. So, I I, th I can't thank you guys enough, and that's why I had to pick this one. So yes. with that, as a big as definitely outdoing me and Ellie, I think multiple times over as a Spider Man fan, in your opinion. As a Spider-Man fan, this movie—if it's not something you mentioned already—just let us hear just just your opinion of it and why you definitely wanted this one over any of the other two. 
Well, uh, uh, on the uh, well, the first one is a very good movie, but uh, I think I said when we talked about Spider-Man Blue and before, just the, the the first movies where you have to set everything up for me as like a, a fan, as a hardcore fan, is kind of boring because I know what I'm going to get. I love it when they can set it up, all that's done. Now you can hit the ground running. Uh, and the third one, I mean, it's obvious why we. In fact, the third one, we 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 have a series on our podcast called uh, WTF Happened. Where uh, our buddy Matt Dalhauer comes, and we take high-budget comic book movies that just bombed, and just rip them apart and try to figure out what happened. That whole series was started with Spider-Man Three. <laughs> that was the impetus for the series. So I've had enough of that movie, and this movie just nails everything. An amazing sequel. Uh, you know, the uh, an amazing way to be better than the first, and and uh, just it hit it home. Like uh, it, it was just so good. Like I was smiling. So hard after this, and uh, it, it's probably one of the most perfect Spider-Man movies. And uh, you know, really thinking about it, I really I think Tobey Maguire is my favorite, like Peter Parker out of all the Peter Parkers. Whoa! Uh, because of the fact that how Sam Raimi actually paid attention and kept him to the essence of his character. Uh, and so it's mostly the writing around. It's not really Tobey's performance. <laughs> the fact that you know you see his money problems, which is so important. You can't have a hot Aunt May that knows who he is already. It takes away from... Uh, and, like, nowadays, think about it. All these MCU heroes, they're, like, rich dudes. They're, like, really rich people. This goes back to the time when he's he's uh, the guy's hassling him for rent, which is another great series of scenes. Yes. yes. I just saw people go, rent? <laughs> rent? <laughs> Can I pay my rent with it? Uh, and, so, and then just the weird scene with his daughter and offering him a, a piece of cake. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what that was, but it was very, very cute and charming. But like, it's so important to have that. I need to take care of my Aunt May. She has money problems. I got to take pictures of Spider Man and 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 let J. Jonah Jameson think he, he's a menace, so I can make ends meet. And Raimi, Raimi nails that. No one's got that right yet. Except for uh, now, is he? You you said he's the perfect Peter Parker. Is he also the perfect Spider Man? You feel. No, well. see, the Spider-Man is where he lacks the the quippiness and the confidence that comes out when he puts that mask on. And who would the, who who would take that trophy mm, for you, sir? I, you know what, Tom Holland does a really good job with the zingers. I was really <laughs> impressed. That's one of the things that that Spider-Man does so well is the lines are so funny and quippy. Uh, they nail that. Andrew Garfield tried it. I just, I would, I just the whole Andrew Garfield thing. I can't even hang with that. Uh, <laughs> Because, like, it just Mark Webb has no, like, personality in the way he directs, like, Raimi. But, so, if I could take the Tom Holland Spider-Man quippiness and put it with the angst and the bad luck Parker of this Tobey Maguire, Raimi Parker, Spider-Man, that's your perfect Spider-Man right there. All right. Well, I, like I said, I know we're going outside the realm of the Spider-Man 2, but I, I, I know that, that, that you have a vast opinion on Spider-Man, so I wanted to take the opportunity to kind of nudge you a little bit to, to see what we could get out of you for that. Um... You got something, Ali? I just wanted to, I just want to talk about Spider-Man for a minute too. Okay. Um, since you were asking him, I got jealous. Oh, okay. I mean, you, <laughs> you're not on for every one of these. <laughs> I know. No, but um, I want to know what Ellie thinks. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Tom Holland love him as Spider-Man. Yeah. When I used to read some of the older Spider-Man stuff. And you're you're talking Ultimate, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Ultimate. Okay. Okay. I, I did love Ultimate a lot. Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Yep. And Tom Holland, like he makes me think of the way they drew him in Ultimate yes. Spider-Man. Yes. Um, and and so I just absolutely was in love with his performance. So I think if I would have to pick, um, I do like you said. I do love. I do love Tobey Maguire. Um, but I think just overall, I think Tom Holland acted it a lot better than Toby did as far as an overall performance. So yeah, okay. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I love, I love Tom Holland, it, but like I said, it, it might be biased because he really, you know, reminded me of what I used to read and how he absolutely. was in that. No, that, and that's absolutely right. If you are a big fan of the ultimate, uh, Spider-Man and you, you know, you, that's what you started reading. Yes, they they have nailed that with Tom Holland. Absolutely. Yes. The problem with me is I was reading Spider Man for like thirty years before <laughs> that came out, and he was never in high school. He was never a perpetual teenager. He was a young adult who had money problems and could never catch a break. 
Maybe I'll never see that Spider-Man on screen again. I don't know. Because <laughs> well, the, clearly the, t- the teenage Spidey is the thing to be right now. All right, well, well maybe, I, I think since we're all building off of e- each other's discussion, I think I'm going to put another <laughs> layer on top of Ellie's yes. discussion now, and yours, sir, to where yes. I feel that, wow, we, we, we just are just talking about any Spider-Man thing at so, this point. So, we love so, Spider-Man, yeah, exactly. it's okay. All right, um, <laughs> but putting a, a nice, another layer on that is, I feel that the newer Spider-Man movies focus more on him being Spider-Man, Whereas yes. the Sam Raimi trilogy focused on him being Peter Parker mm. was the I gotcha. yeah. was the driving force. Not he's Peter Parker and he becomes Spider Man. These new ones are he's Spider Man, but he has to hide himself as Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I that's like that. that's the different driving forces in in these. It's skipping over one franchise because you know there's no reason to speak of it. Um, oh stop! And, you know, they, you know, well, they, yeah, they're, they're really. <laughs> Uh, but they, you know, the the this uh, the homecoming guys, they wanted to try something different, and they they shifted the balance in the way you said. And I think that's interesting. I, uh, finding that balance is hard. You know, mm-hmm. whenever you're coming up with a story, like how much of it is about Peter Parker being Spider Man, how much of it is about actually Spider Man uh, hiding as Peter Parker. Like you got to find that balance. So, uh, I, and I appreciate that. You know, the actually the Tom Holland Spider Man did show us. Something different that we hadn't seen in the previous five movies, which was a hard task to do, but they did it. Yes. Um, no, I, I and I, I also, I, I think that this is something we, we talked about earlier. The Aunt May being a driving force to him is, I think, something that, that was really, really good. Sorry, we're, we're going back to Spider-Man 2 for a little okay. bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, was It was a great driving force to get him to become Spider-Man again and to get him to realize, you know, as it's been said, with great power comes great responsibility. And I thought that was great. The flashback to Uncle Ben and him. The the him trying to... And also, bad luck Peter, too, with him trying to make everything right. And yep. it just makes things worse to an extent, yep. but not really. That's, that's Peter Parker, man. Rosemary Harris. She is so great. Like, oh I my do, gosh, I, tear I love up. her. I tear up at that speech. So, you're so sad. Like, you see... That she has to move out of her house. She's lived for years. And that speech is so good. But here's the best part. Not even that speech. In the beginning when he sees her mortgage papers. Mm-hmm. And then when he's leaving, she's trying to give him money. And she's like, you don't have to do that. And she starts crying. She says, you take this money from me. You can, that's the least you can do. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I just break down. Because I've, I, I have relatives like that a little bit. Where they have nothing. But what makes them happy is giving you something. Doesn't matter, you know, what it is. Uh, It's just heartbreaking. It's so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you really see an evolution of her in this movie. Yeah. Because, you know, the the first movie, she's kind of, she's not really a big presence, I don't think, in the first movie. I mean, she's She's around. Yeah, she's around, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not really a big, you don't really pay attention to her as much. But in this movie, she really goes from like a... You know, kind of depressed, you know, worrying about everything to she just says, you know what, forget it. Every, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. And, yeah. and and that's how she, you know, she inspires him and, and she says, you know, don't worry about me. You know, I, I've realized I need to move on. I need to get something smaller, something more practical you yeah. know, and, and don't feel bad for me. It is what it is. This is what I've got to do. Yes. And she owns it, and she she's so strong, and I just, I think she's amazing. I love the way they, they do her, evolve her character over the course and then, of the movie. I mean, and the, the turning point is when, you know, because the whole time you see it in his eyes that he wants to tell her kind right. of what really happened, and it's just killing him, and he tells her. And just uh, her response is amazing. Like, it's so perfect. She just she just gets up and goes upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know you messed up. I was like, oh, Peter, you're a dick. Oh. <laughs> uh, but you feel it because she is so good at that role. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, definitely. All right. Um, so, Harry Osborn mm-hmm. in this movie. I feel that knowing the trilogy, knowing what's going to happen... His character has an interesting turn in this, and Ellie, I don't know if you just haven't gotten a chance to mention it yet. Your whole theory on these movies are more about the journey of three friends, more so. Oh, I heard than... about this. I kind of like this. Yeah. And and I, I I don't know if I'm stepping on your toes with this. Oh no, you're fine. Okay, because I feel like this for Harry is no one's really helping him. 
No. Yeah. No, no one I mean Peter tries to but he he just kind of is like, "Oh, I've got my own problems. Who cares about you?" Mary Jane just kind of mentions, "Oh yeah, he's, you know, he came and saw my show." And I think that's the only time she really <laughs> mentions something. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's yeah. just to rub it in Peter's face right. that he saw his, but no, he's getting he's at a party getting drunk on champagne. Don't know if anyone else has. You don't do that. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not the best to get drunk on. So, no, it, it was, it's just, and then, of course, finding out that his best friend. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Is Spider-Man, that he still is under the thought process of, he killed my father, and then that whole psychosis, maybe that leads to him having a hallucination of Willem Dafoe yeah, in his mirror. In, it just breaks him. Yeah. 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 Snaps it, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah because, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, Norman mm-hmm. kind of knew it, that's who he was. Like he kind of was putting it together, and it wasn't a big surprise when he found out. Yeah. But you could tell in the utter desperation in Harry's face that completely hit him blindsided. Yes. He had no idea that that you know Peter was Spider Man. So it, that no, was really no, cool. No. So I think this leads to a great, once again, Spider-Man or, you know, a hero creating their own villain, too. Yep, yep. In the sense of if Peter had taken the time to probably talk to Harry or tried to have an actual, you know, try to help him instead of just being like, oh, he's rich, whatever, he'll he'll figure it out. I've got my own problems to deal with instead of being like, let me put my problems to the side. Yeah, there's that Parker Parker bad luck again. Yes. Like, it, it just bites him in the ass, yeah. Exactly, and I, I just wanted to mention that because, I mean, I feel like that builds into... The next movie, of course, and of course with the ending to this one. And also, if I'm Harry Osborne, maybe I should go start chucking stuff at more mirrors in the house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm right. Not, it's like, what's what's behind this mirror? I'm just going <laughs> to randomly smash every mirror. Avenge me! How about, isn't it weird to see Franco in these movies? Like, he's so Franco. Yes. I really love him as Harry Osborne. Like, yes. it's perfect. It, it is It is really weird, Like, like and I said this with the other one, to see him, I mean, all of them, but he's been more present in a lot more yep. stuff than Toby. Yep. And, mm-hmm. yep. And um and hats off yeah. to the hairdressers. I mean, his hair is phenomenal in this movie. <laughs> yes. It's it's so curly lusciousness. Well, I'm 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 jealous of his hair. <laughs> I'm used to the animated series hair where it's just like got these like almost cornrows and well, a widow's peak. That, that, yeah, that's the traditional cartoon yes. hairstyle of yeah. the Osbournes. Was like yes. this orange bumpy roth. I never understood what that <laughs> was. Is that like a white fro? Like what's going on? I I don't know either. I I'm I'm confused. I want to know. And yeah. none of these movies have given it to me. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a perm weave, like a tight. What is it? What is going on? I don't know. Marvel, if you are listening, give us, give us your rendition of this in the next movie. Yes, give as, as close to panel accurate as you can, and I would be <laughs> over the moon. Right. All right. Um, I, I, got, I got two more things I have written down that I just wanted to mention before we get, I guess, kind of closing thoughts. Did anyone else catch a very interesting name drop? By J. Jonah Jameson at one point. I can't. Oh, I doc- can't say it because you. I know what you're saying, so I gotta say that. Doctor Strange. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was. He says taken. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, taken. I I love that. I thought yes. that was great, especially now that we've had a Doctor Strange movie. Right. I completely forgot about that line, so it happened. Yeah. I was like, ha ha! I get that. And that's Strange. what's fun about going back and watching these again, because you're like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, it's strange exists. Jonah Jameson, though, I just that brings back all his life. What are you waiting for? Uh, uh, what does he say? Uh, 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 yeah, he goes, what are you waiting for? A raise? Get out of here. He's like, Parker, you're fired. No, come back. You're rehired. I, once again, J.K. Simmons, just amazing in that role. And I, I don't think you can. Okay, once again, we're, we're discussing everything but this movie. I don't think you could ever recast him. <laughs> I seriously don't think I, anyone I, can ever. And if. I, I really hope they, they, they cast him again. Just cast him again if they uh, uh, continue with Peter. But Peter's going to be in high school for like four years. He's going to get really old. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see him uh, in, uh, as a J, J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, there's some people out there I think that would do a suitable job, but uh, J.K. Simmons just killed it. It, it. it was he perfectly off the panel, too. Um, and my other note real quick was keep your mask on. Yeah, that's the thing with these movies when you got actors who are like, but uh, I need some FaceTime. Uh, can you write it in? Uh, who are people going to know it's me? And like now, how many people know that he's Spider-Man? Even though, yeah, they said we'll keep your secret. 
But come on. That's a lot of people in there. Yo, stuff. man, you wouldn't believe who I saw on the train the other day. I saw <laughs> Spider-Man. It was this high school looking kid. <laughs> yeah, I know who it is. Yeah. Well, you know, and you hope Go Yankees. Oh, <laughs> there's no Met fans. <laughs> there actually there was a guy wearing a Mets hat. I should have oh, been okay. Go Mets. Okay. <laughs> but no, I, I it's just he kept on like I felt like it just kept on coming off and it was like when he's around people too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, the one time on the train was because there's Scott Swing on it, but there was, I, and once again, don't know if this is part of the extended cut or not, when he gets in the car after he webs the two guys out, he takes the mask yes, off to drive the car. what is he doing? I know. And once again, like oh, I said, yeah. I don't know if that's part of the extended cut, if that was just an extra little added thing. No, but he, I, I think that's extended. I don't think that's in the uh, theatrical version. Yeah, because when he webs him out of the car and pulls yeah. the car up. He keeps driving the car. Oh, yes. Yeah, he keeps oh. driving the car. And he car takes his mask off. off. Yeah. As he's well, driving in Spider-Man. Then doesn't he show up to the theater in that car? Yes, he does. But he's in his regular outfit somehow. Oh, he changed while driving, I guess. That is not, that's not, yeah, he did. That's not in the theatrical okay. version. That well, one. okay, well, let me run you through the scene real quick. He okay. webs them both up, lands in the car, is driving off, takes off the mask. Assumingly, in cuts... He changes somehow into his outfit, pulls up. A cop goes, hey, man, I'm going to tow you if you don't blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, whatever. Walks in and proceeds to have the scene with um, yeah, with uh, Bruce Campbell. With Bruce Campbell. Ah, so that's a little addition. Yeah, that scene, I'm glad they cut it. it that really doesn't make sense. We don't need to see that. Just yeah. <laughs> we understand. Maybe he pulled over, changed clothes, and then got back in the car. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it's it's just once again, I was like, okay, we well, took it off there. It takes off again. It's off again. It's off again. Keep your mask on, because I feel like in the um, Amazing Spider-Man, I don't want to bring those up too much. I feel like in the first movie for that, he ha- I think he had his mask off more than he had it on in that movie. And well, this I one, think, and I think this is like the producers of these movies are afraid to leave a mask on and have no emotion. And I think they brilliantly took care of that problem with the retractable lenses. Yes. Uh, and yes. also, and I, I think a lot of these actors, they negotiate. Look, I know I'm going to be in a mask, but I need my face shown at least 65% of this movie. Can we get that done? You're my agent. Get it done. I, uh, I, I feel like it's a lot of that stuff. I want the job of the guy who has to sit there and watch the movie and and, and have, like, two stopwatches. Yeah, I know. Okay, no mask on. This stopwatch goes. Oh, mask on. This stopwatch goes. All right, well, I got it. You got 30 minutes with the mask on, 29 minutes and 30 seconds with it off. Oh, we need to reshoot this scene then. Otherwise, <laughs> I got to pay you another $20 million. And, and, and no, it's just, it's just something I noticed was I'm like, it keeps on coming off a lot. And I'm like... Yeah. I understand the fight scenes, but there's like a few other ones where it's like, why did he randomly take it off? But that's what I, it, the same thing bugged me about the Michael Keaton Batman movies. He's just they're just inviting people into the Batcave, <laughs> ripping his mask off in front of people willy nilly. What are you doing? Oh, we need to cover the Batman. Well, some some of the Batman movies at some point. There's a lot. Yeah, Those there is point. a lot. But um, so with this movie, I guess. Um, Final thoughts, and then we're going to have a discussion about recent developments in the world of the Spider-Verse, Spider-Stuff, Sony. Yeah. Any final thoughts on this one? Eat your green vegetables. Oh, that that's was good a, advice. That, 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 was, that was a good scene, too. I love that scene. It's so cute. I, I've kind of said my piece about a lot of this. It, it definitely... It holds up, and yes, I will admit with what Ellie said, some of the... Um, as with a movie, as old as it is, it was cutting-age technology for the time, but as we go back and watch it, it does kind of seem really awkwardly out of place sometimes when they do the CGI and stuff like that. But once again, yeah. that's that's kind of can be said. I did like that the robotic arms were practical effects for the most part. Yes. Where they were like, yes. when, when, when they were more around, they were more practical effects, which, which I did like that because that didn't seem to age as quickly as some other stuff. No, like them lighting the cigarette and uh, yes. and, and striking the match. That stuff still it looks great. It's like you're like, wow, he's uh, he's into this. How do you um, know you're you're an evil villain when you're sitting there having your robotic arms light a cigar <laughs> for you as you work? Exactly. With just the thought, yeah, and you're still uh, manipulating plutonium. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I don't know what I can say more about this movie. It'll always have a, a special place in my heart. Like. If, if all the world ends tomorrow, at least I had this movie. Like to me, is the closest <laughs> thing they got. I, I also I gotta mention the spider cam, the sky cam, the technology. Like there's CGI swinging, but the 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 effect he gets by actually 
swinging a camera through buildings in Manhattan is like it's really immersive and you feel like you're swinging along with him. Sam Raimi's known for his awesome point of view shots going up and swinging down. And I think uh, that all that practical effect is uh, it's just it's just very special in this movie at the time where nowadays all you wouldn't it would all be CGI and it would probably look great. But you can tell. Yeah, you, always you can tell. You yeah, can definitely tell. Went between practical. So, still, top five superhero movie for me, for now and forever. Until they make a better Spider-Man movie. <laughs> and you'll be patiently waiting till that till said time. Yes. So, speaking of which, maybe you don't have to wait for a Spider-Man movie. We're going to move on to discussing the Venom teaser. So, oh, maybe boy. you'll get a perfect Venom movie instead. Uh, you know what? I'm, I highly doubt that already. From all right. what I'm giving you yeah. free reign right now, yeah. sir. Have at this. We we will discuss after. I'm assuming you've you've tapped yourself out of just ludic- ludicrous screaming. <laughs> Look, for many months since this movie was announced, since Sony announced, hey, we're going to make our own Spider-Man universe sans Spider-Man. And use his villains, we have, at the Jock and Nerd podcast, have been like, how are you doing this? What sense does this make? Venom is only impactful because of the time the symbiote spent with Spider-Man and connected and then was eventually betrayed and turned against him and found someone who also hated Peter Parker at the same time. That's your basic setup. Now, I gave props to Sony. I was like, all right, maybe this could work. And actually, for a long time, I didn't think they were going to ever make this movie. I thought they were just trolling us. And they were going to be like, just kidding. We're not making this. But this trailer at least confirms there is a movie. Now, what this teaser does, this is a, a, a perfect example of how you fail at marketing a teaser for a movie. I understand it's a teaser. Less is more and all that. Yes. But what is a teaser supposed to do? You got to at least give a little bit of what the movie's about, get people hooked, get them intrigued. They gave us a trailer for a generic Tom Hardy action movie. This looks like it's a movie about Tom Hardy. Uh, he's in a mental institute and he, he's walking through hallways and there's a there's a crack. Like, what is this? Like, this is such a fail. I understand you just finished shooting. CGI is probably not ready. Well, then just wait. I'd rather have no trailer than this, which is like, uh, it's just such a tease. It's a tease. It's not a teaser. You see the goof for a second, but look, hopefully Tom Hardy can save this. Apparently there's supposed to be so many symbiotes in this, but I'm not, this is not, uh, uh, I think this is going to be a a piece of trash. This is not giving me any confidence. I don't know what they did with this teaser. Rant over. We're going to take a breath. I (laughs) actually, I I know we discussed it briefly on Monday's episode, but yes, I do agree with you. Um, I, I I think you you, you the, the one one of the things that stuck out to me is you said less is more. Well, what's completely nothing then? Yeah, what is that? This is not <laughs> even less. This is the opposite. It's minus less. And I and as I said, if you cut out the one thing of them showing the symbiote, it, it, this 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 completely has nothing to do with anything. I oh, I could legitimately movie? be like, this is a Punisher. This is the Punisher movie. Sure. Yeah. Wait, Prove it's a, it's a, me <laughs> wrong. It's so vague and generic. I'm surprised. That they would do this, and they just wouldn't wait a little bit, and not, and at least give us a little like quick CGI jump scare thing at the end, something. I mean, they show you like the eyes and the teeth and the yeah. light, but like the the this what this should have done is explain really quickly to the mainstream audience what is good. Do you think people know who Venom is? How big of a, a, a of a awareness do you think this character Venom has with after Spider Man three? Because I don't know if none. a lot of people really know none, right? Great, yeah. that's why they needed to get people on board and explain exactly. Uh, what this is and they failed fail hashtag fail and i think i said on monday's episode just just even just an image of him standing up like where he's got the symbiote on but you can't see it really or maybe you see just the vague like white spider on it just just like him just standing up in like the darkness or something where you can kind of see him kind of can't i'm sure you could have thrown that together something like that like just just something where you briefly saw him in in the outfit or in the symbiote or something like that silhouette that's real that really wouldn't taken too much cgi work just kind of vaguely there i think that one shot where he's like freaking out and it's like high speed I bet that's where all the symbiotes like crawling over him. Uh, yes, and they took and, and they they haven't that's either. Not done. Yeah, yeah, they haven't either put it in or they took it out for that scene. Well, they uh, haven't even started putting it in yet. They, there's there's that possibility too. <laughs> 
I, I'm, I'm excited to get this, but I don't think it's going to be something that's going to definitely be like, I, I, I don't think at my year end, let me go back and look at the movies I saw this year. I don't think Venom's going to be on that. If, yeah, if, I have a, yeah, if I, I see 10 movies yes. this year, this will be probably ranked at 12th place. And I yes, I do realize memorable. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, but look, this, they could all, they, I could, my whole opinion could change when they put out a full trailer. No, and I, I agree with that too. Mine, mine could definitely change. Uh, but this is, yeah, I don't, I was, that was crazy. I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, Sony, what are you doing? Clearly you don't know how to handle this stuff. Like think about their marketing on Homecoming too. It was a little wonky. It was a little weird. Their posters were like really cluttered. Uh, I just I don't like the way Sony handles their marketing sometimes. There, there was Sony did a breakdown on one of the posters mm-hmm. to where it showed that you've got Tony Stark, yeah, but you've also got Iron fight. Man on yes. here too. <laughs> it, then, it, yeah. Then you had Peter Parker, and you also have Spider Man, and then you had like Adrian Toomes, and you had the Vulture. Yeah, three people were on there twice, and then why is Happy Hogan and Aunt May on this poster? That's not necessary. Nobody well, wants to see them on the poster. We all know why Aunt May's on there. She's the one selling this movie, right, Ellie? Oh my Smoke. God, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, if, I, I, I want to ask about Infinity real quick, too. Okay. But I'm, I don't know if we... I. I think I'm pushing my luck with, with getting the Venom thing in here, but I, I kind of want, want your opinion to be able to have have a quick discussion. So we we and, and this, this this episode might as well be our Monday episode 2.0 almost, because um, <laughs> we discussed all the Super Bowl ads. Yeah, that's, we just did that on our show too. There yeah. you go. Um, so with that being said, the 30 second Infinity hit. Yes. Oh my God. Did you take anything away from that? You know what? There's surprisingly a lot in this 30 seconds. First of all, I counted everybody. They showed 22 characters in 30 seconds. That is impressive. Uh, I love seeing Tony and Stark, Peter Parker, Doctor Strange standing there as a team. You got two Sherlocks. You got Sherlock <laughs> on Sherlock. Uh, I thought Spidey, him removing his Spidey, Spider-Man in space. They're doing Spider-Man in space. <laughs> That's nuts. And like Captain Shield is is pretty sick. The Wakandan tech looks yeah. awesome. I know we saw, we finally got to see Nebula. Uh, man, I, I, and Thanos at the end, he looks amazing. Just As, smirking. The, just it's just like the just the CGI, the rendering, the lighting. Wow. Uh, and uh, and then the money shot of them running is always good. Yes. But I I was I mean this was like most of this was new footage and his and then you got uh, Tony's new prime bleeding edge nanotech armor that's just like flowing over him. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! There's so much in this movie that uh, like I don't understand how this movie will even occur. Like how can you possibly have a moment? For 70 characters and have a scene with, like, 30 characters in, in a battle. This is insane. Nobody's ever tried this. All right. Now, there, Now I'm sure that, that you've seen – you've been on the internet since it's it's been released. Oh, the interwebs. Yes. 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 That, that, that thing. What are your can, – can, if, if you could give odds, what are they that, that Captain Marvel will make an appearance or be in this movie? Because uh, well, there's a couple... lot of speculation that you can see her behind Captain when they're Cap Captain America when they're walking. Yes, when they're wa- also uh, you notice Vision is holding his side and somebody seems to be carrying him. I think he's got his arm around mm-hmm. somebody. I think that person in behind is probably Scarlet Witch. That what makes the most sense to me. You kind of see yeah long red hair. Uh, uh, but I think in three or four, you're definitely gonna get. A little Captain Marvel. I also wonder if they could do something with Peter going into space and a, the symbiote uh, thing there, and that's how it comes back. I don't know if it's already too much to put into a movie with 70 people. I think, okay, th- this is this is my early speculation from the trailers. I think that the thing, of course, that we saw, that giant circular thing, appears in New York. Right. Peter is the first responder to actually get there. Okay. Um. The Hulk is thrown into the Sanctum Sanctorum and right. basically reverts back to Bruce Banner. Him, the two Sherlocks, and Wong all team up to run out. Sp- this thing proceeds to go up into space while Spider-Man's kind of trapped on it. Yes. And he's having trouble breathing. That's why he takes off the mask. And at some point, I'm assuming he jumps off of it. 
or falls off it or gets teleported or something maybe, happens. Or maybe Tony like cat catches him and saves him and they, or something. Yeah. That's that's my guess for for the setup of this. There's definitely scene. like multiple battles and multiple mm-hmm. places going on, you know, that we're going to see the Wakanda thing and you see what's going on in space uh with Thor and the, the Guardians, so Oh wow! I don't even know if I want to see another trailer for this movie. I just I don't tell me I, anything more. I, I, I like I said, all my stuff speculation on just me kind of being like, okay, well these people are in this scene. This this would make sense if this would yep, happen. Yep, yep, and yep. as we saw with Star Wars, I'm probably gonna be 100 percent wrong. Plus, um, they also their trailers are very sneaky. Yes, they, they don't have things and things are moved or things are added if you compare the trailers. So correct, they, like Thor's really eye. Yes, yes, that was, and like that's an easy fix. Like you just show it straight first, mm-hmm. and then afterwards you go back and you take it out in CGI. So you never know what you're getting, which is the beauty of uh, the Marvel Studios marketing in these trailers. So, just one final thing before we go, I just want to say this real quick. Um, the day this episode will be coming out, make sure to go see Black Panther because this will be coming out on the fifteenth. Oh, nice. So nice. So yes. um. After listening to this, I hope you're standing in line or waiting in your theater to see Black Panther. Definitely check that have out. The tickets. Yes. Pre-sales. This thing, Fandango said, this thing is the uh, highest pre-sale of any superhero movie to date. And I, I want this movie to do good for so many reasons. I and I, I just, I, I know we, we talked about Infinity and stuff like that, but I want this to take the lead first and have a great showing to I lead mean, this- into it. This seems even more important for like um, multiple reasons than Infinity War. Yes, so I think it's going to be uh, this crazy cultural phenomenon, man. It's going to blow up. I I, I hope it does. Uh, like I said, we're going to definitely. Hopefully, the next episode after this one will be our next Monday episode. Will be us reviewing it. We're going to make sure to try to make that happen. But with that being said, let's end this episode now. Um, once again, sir, thank you so much for being on. It is always a pleasure to have you on to talk Spider Man. Maybe one day we'll get you on here to talk about something else. Hey, I can talk about a lot of things. I, I know you can. And, and <laughs> but I appreciate that I'm like your go-to Spider-Man guy. That's secretly that has been my dream ever since I was a little kid. <laughs> I want to be somebody's go-to Spider-Man uh, aficionado. You, help you, you have earned it on Zing this. <laughs> Thanks you for, thank you for helping me fulfill my dreams. No problem, sir. <laughs> but if people want to hear you talk more, yes. where can they find that? I'm uh, I'm not sure if they do, but if you want uh, more silliness, uh, please visit our podcast, the Jock and Nerd Podcast at jockandnerd.com, where I'm joined with the Jock, who is a millennial named Anthony, and Rugboy, who is a ornery puppet, and uh, <laughs> we give you a comic book and superhero TV news reviews and whatever we choose every week at jockandnerd.com. Subscribe. Awesome. Well, once again, pleasure to have you on, sir. Ellie, are you ready? Guys. I'm ready. All right. Um, you can, of course, we are part of the Dark Myths Podcast Collective. You can find us, of course, at darkmyths.org. You can also find me every week talking Star Wars stuff on Knights of Vader. If you want to find this podcast, you can, of course, find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Tuned In. And if it's on Apple Podcasts, what do you do, Ellie? Give us a five-star review. You can also be a fan of us on Facebook. Just search. Zing this. You can tweet at us at... Zing this. You can check out Instagram collages and stuff we do on there at Zing This Podcast. You can also contribute to the podcast by going to patreon.com slash Zing This. If you want to email us directly, it is G- <laughs> Zing This at gmail.com. And if you want something with our logo on it, and we will be releasing the Spider Man versions of our logo. Yay! So find that at tpublic.com slash Zing This. And our sound guy is Aaron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger with modifications by Toby from the Secret Transmission Podcast. Finally, DJ Golden Boy. 89. Play us out. <laughs>